Another hot one on tap today. Heat advisory in effect for Northwest Washington. Uh, 80, low to mid 80s in Bellingham, 90 plus in North uh, Whatcom County, and it is dry. We are in a drought. Like, what are they saying? Uh, severe drought in this part of the state. They have a color map with different areas. Wells are running dry. It's a it's a difficult situation. We have more information on this and, and how this is affecting the farming community and really how it's affecting our entire community. Also, something, and, and welcome to you uh, this morning. Glad to have you here on the Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. We also have some breaking news from late this week that is going to affect a lot of people in a big way. Um, dealing, and this is not, it's going to affect farmers, and it's going to affect um, those trying to restore uh, salmon runs, and it's going to affect the, the, the fish. It's, it's, it's a bad situation. Um, and it really leaves some big questions as to not just only how, how people are going to recover from what has happened, but why this even happened in the first place and what are the real motives? This has to do with the, those crep, uh, tree planting projects. We talk about this, uh, from time to time here on the program, how, how farmers have worked with uh, environmental groups and the tribes to help restore streams, build habitat, and the federal government has helped support that to make it possible. Suddenly, the federal government is pulling the rug out from underneath a bunch of that here in Whatcom County. And this is going to mean many, many, many thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars lost uh, for people right here locally. So we will get to that coming up in the second half of the program this morning. In studio with me here this morning is uh, Fred Lickle, the executive director of Whatcom Family Farmers. Um, Fred, we're going to be getting as, as much as you know about this situation with CREP and what the FSA, the Farm Service Agency, has been doing or not doing relating to this. Um, and that is a, a developing story. But first, I want to talk about the water situation. Uh, and, and welcome to the program uh, this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Dylan. Really appreciate it. Um, this, what we're experiencing right now is what we have been talking about now for a few years. I mean, beyond that, really, but in earnest for the past couple of years. Yes, absolutely. And about, and we've been talking about this even that much more in earnest since the huge floods of 2021. Yes. And so here we are again, and it must be noted at a high level, here we are continuing to experience what we have called the twin problems that we have with water and water management here in the Nooksack Basin. Yes. We, we have. have plenty of water in the system as an annualized system. We have, as we saw in 2021, and we've gotten close to floods since then, we have too much water at some times and very clearly, very acutely right now, I think a lot of people are feeling we don't have enough water right now. Absolutely, Dylan. I, it's interesting. I just yesterday came out of a meeting um, with the, the group that's discussing all the flooding issues and how ironic that we're doing this in the middle of an 80 plus degree day with smoke blowing in out yeah. of Canada. Yeah. Um, and as you said, wells in multiple places around the county running dry. Um, it's pretty clear that the twin problems are very much still there with us. 
we we all know it's we certainly have enough water if we remember back two yeah. years and we remember most of our winters but we also have times when we don't have nearly enough water think about it if we could save up by some means and and we can talk more about this later but i just want to note this right now if we could somehow save up all that extra water that is way too much and causing problems and damage and even tragically in 2021 loss of human life and how many homes and businesses destroyed so much too much water if we could save some of that how badly do we need that water right now uh, rather desperately in some situations. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. It's, it's Think about it, folks. It's something that we really need to work on, and the solutions are out there. We just need to be yeah. you know, people that are willing to look at what those solutions can be. Fred Lickle, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers, with us right now on The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. So talk about, what, Fred, you've been tracking this more closely than me, and, and it was in the news what, a few weeks or more ago about some wells and water associations in Ferndale running dry. Correct. I know that was reported here on KGMI. Um, what I don't think has been reported much is the effect that that and other situations like it have been having on the farming community. Those wells running dry in Ferndale did affect some farms, right? Yes, what do we did. know? Yes, it did. Um, there was... Uh, you know, there's a couple of dairies out there that rely on water um, uh, and these wells that were struggling. Now, I know one of them was okay with conservation efforts, but the other one, the well started to run dry. And at, at first, they were having to tank in um, a, a load or two of water a week, and then it the well almost went completely dry, and they were having to rely completely on tanking in water out of Bellingham and they weren't even hardly able to keep up. And this is water not for irrigating crops even. No, this is just for, you know, a, a, a smaller dairy and a dozen or so homes. So and the homes and then keeping enough water in front of the cows because the cows need to drink too and yeah, stay and cool. I and I think it's important for people to recognize that there's a number of these, for those who aren't aware of that, there are a number of these water associations around the county that supply rural homes and sometimes our farms uh, with water. And they might have one well in one spot that's dealing with 15, 20, up to 50 people. Yeah. Um, and they're the ones that, especially it started in Ferndale, although it's not all of, all of Ferndale anymore, but it, it's it, only just Ferndale. But it, they're, mm -hmm. they're running into problems. So, yes, fortunately, this farm, um, they were able to come out and dig a deeper well. They didn't think it was going to work, but at this point it is. But anybody who's been involved in well digging, you know, and dealing with groundwater like that knows that it may just be a matter of time before that goes out as well. Um, it's a huge concern. It really is. So, and you said it was the farm that was digging the water? I'm assuming the water no, association. No, it was the water association. It was the water association. And what situation. were the, the folks in the, the residences that relied on those wells or that well doing it, well, and they were point, not getting water either. Yes, at that point, then they were they were part of the association, which was getting this tanked water coming in. But yeah, in that situation, obviously everybody goes, you know, to conserve as much as you can. But as you know, with cows and drinking water and milking cows, you just can't say, "Well, drink a little less." <laughs> it's not healthy, that way. and you don't do that to humans either. No, well, For and you're not going to see a cow go out and get bottled water, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. think that works too well. No. 
So, it, but that's it, essentially what they were having to do with a truck and a and tank that's and bringing not only the that, but that's hugely expensive. Yeah. to do that, and you know, the farmer was telling me legitimately, this is unsustainable in the long term. We need to come up with a solution, and um, so that's where it should grows to that bigger picture too of how can we work it out that in situations like this, as we continue to deal with drought. And we know it's probably only going to get worse um, over the next number of years. We need to come up with solutions. And, you know, there are solutions there. You have a river and an ocean very close mm-hmm. by there. We've, As we said before, we have lots of water in the winter. How can we work to create storage for situations like this so that we don't have that great uncertainty out there? It's uh, becoming a dire situation for some. Uh, drought here in Whatcom County, a place that gets a heck of a lot of rain, which really we haven't gotten as much rain in the last, if you look at uh, 12, you know, how much rain we've gotten in the last 12 months, we're, we're way behind, right? Yes. I was told, I haven't looked in the last month or so, but in the last previous 12 months, say from about, I think it was like mid June, 2022 to mid June, 2023. For those of you who remember in mid June, 2022, we had oh, yeah. Yeah, a oh. tremendous amounts of rain, and then the faucet went off. Yep. And I think we've only had about half of our rainfall um, since that time. We usually get around 40 inches, and we've only had 20. And I know going into the, the spring, um, I remember I was talking to some Canadian officials that were concerned about well levels, talking to some farmers. They were, too. Um, I cannot recall the last time we had wells going dry in in the rest of uh, Whatcom County and in, mm-hmm. in the you know the northern part, portion as well, like north of Linden and so forth, which is and where I live, and my well is right at the point of almost going dry, and I'm, I'm having to to work hard to keep water, you know, just so my family can have water to drink and you know bathe and stuff right now. So Dylan by himself is also suffering yeah. this firsthand, and we've this heard of a few others that are dealing real. with it in that area too. And how soon are we going to see rains that bring that back? Yeah, how in your you know very rough guesstimation, how much rain do we even need before it's? I mean, there's a lot of dry ground that's going to soak up the first several inches of rain before it starts to replenish the aquifer I, beneath I, us. I can say from just my environmental consulting days that usually they said you need to get about six inches of rain before you start to see it soak below that foot or two of soil so you can you can figure it's probably going to be a little while unless we have a really wet september it's probably going to be a little while and that's making me nervous because that means my well that's running dry isn't going to get any higher probably for at least a month or more, depending on. And think about last year. The rains didn't really show up until, what, early, mid-November? Yeah, it, last year was an extremely unusual year. Part of the reason why we are where we are right now is that storage, back to what we talked about at the beginning. By the way, this is the Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Um, with Whatcom Family Farmers and Save Family Farming. Fred Lickle, um, my colleague and executive director of Whatcom Family Farmers, is here with us on the program this morning. We were talking about at the beginning, saving water. That is something that our, um, our aquifer, you know, the, the vast storage of water beneath our feet does. And, and we talk right. about how most years 
that aquifer is filled to overflowing. And I know even on my property right now where my well is running dry, there have been times that water table, that aquifer is actually above the surface because there is so much water. It's saturated through all the ground right up and it's, it's not just puddling and then soaking in the water is right there at the surface. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, now not a, now not now enough. Not nearly enough. Uh, another area I think we should point out where drought is occurring that we seem to forget about sometimes in farming area, but we shouldn't, is how this affects the salmon. Absolutely. And um, you know, this year we had streams in the farming area that carry salmon that were going dry already in June and July, and you're seeing even more of that now. And I know having discussion with uh, concerned fisheries officials. Uh, last week, they were very concerned, for instance, about the South Fork of the Nooksack, mm-hmm. where the uh, the spring, it's, I don't know why they call them the spring Chinook, but they run right now, right. Um, should be running up there, and the water levels are so low that the temperatures are at a point where they'll, they're going to cause issues with die-off. Of, Which of interestingly salmon. happened in 2021 prior. And 2022, yes. There was a, a die-off in 2022 as well? Yes, there was, yeah. And, and we're on track for that. It could be happening right now, Very actually, as we speak. Yes, yes. With, uh, here we go, another, you know, again, in the North County, 90 degree, north and east parts of Whatcom County, 90 plus degree day this afternoon. And... Things are dry, streams are low, and the reality is right now, and this is also something we've been saying for some time, is that if everyone were to quit using water out of the streams, it would not fix the problem right now. Not even remotely close. It is, And a lot of those problems of where those fish died were above where anyone takes any water out of exactly. the stream. So to focus this issue on, well, you know, to, to, to turn this around, we need to restrict how much p- water people use. Yeah, we all need to. And this drought we're experiencing right now is a good reminder to conserve as much water as we can. But again, even if everyone were to conserve 100%, <laughs> aka shut the water off entirely, we would not fix this problem, which indicates there's a bigger thing going on here. Exactly, exactly, Dylan. And, and, and certainly, we don't want to discount that there are things we can do. We certainly always mm-hmm. want to look at ways we can conserve water, do whatever. But yes. you're right. If we, if we shut off the faucet entirely, uh, y- you know, you'd be looking at minuscule amounts of water that would get back, especially into the, you know, the Nooksack River. It would, it would be pretty small amounts. And the um, fish need a lot more in there right now. Right. Where would that water come from? Yeah. And then this How is, could we do that? Well, this, storing water upstream is really the only way that you could solve that problem. Based on the data I've seen, yes. And and again, certainly we want to be looking at other solutions, but yeah. really the the one that would cause would bring us the biggest benefit would be store upstream storage for and fish. It, yes, and it, yeah. and well and and for all of us really. Yeah. If, if, and, and unfortunately, um, you know, there are a lot of powers out there that only want to look at natural solutions. And um, those are pretty limited. It's pretty limited what we can do there. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to need to look at storage somehow. And as far as even our own streams, you know, there, there's even discussions about what can we do for storage up here. And I have no idea what that looks like, but some of those bigger item discussions surrounding the adjudication and all the other things we right. get into is, are there ways we could maybe find storage for our streams here? Um, sounds like kind of a, 
I wouldn't say pie in the sky, but pretty high-end solution. But it might be some things that we need to look at. Well, a lot of people have said, ah, that's never going to happen. Maybe they're right, but I hope they're wrong. Because what's happening right now in developing the situation that we're dealing with as we speak, this drought, is another point for people to say, Okay, we got to do something. Yeah, nobody ever thought your. I bet you never thought your well was going to go dry, and I bet you the, that the uh, your your grandparents that lived there before you and the family before them never had it go that well go dry either. Um, this is the reality of what we face. You know, we have hotter, drier summers. We have more drains on the the resource of water. This is what you know. This is this is what we face. Time to take it seriously. And not just talk, but do. It's time for solutions to start to happen. And everybody's going to, as we've been saying with this whole issue with water rights, and obviously this is beyond just the water rights. I mean, that's just what the paperwork says about it. We're We're not talking about paper water here. We're talking about real water. How do we get that in our streams and to be able to grow food and to be able to live in this community? We've got to start doing some things and doing them together for the future of this community. There's just no other way. When salmon are dying, when cows are going thirsty, and when people can't take showers, which really concerns mm-hmm. me with you, Dylan, in our same office. <laughs> uh, I we, wasn't going to say we, anything. We, we definitely need yeah. to be looking at solutions for sure. Well, think about it. There is, like we, talk, well, like we started with, there is enough water. You know, there are other parts of this state where, you know, the amount of rain that we've gotten is more than they get on a great year. Yes. Yet yet they have figured out a way to manage it. And yes, there are a lot of different variables in play. We can do the same here if we Anybody who's gone over I-90 going over Snoqualmie Pass has seen that wonderful big uh, reservoir sitting there, and Mm -hmm. there are multiple other ones as well. That's the kind of thing that we need to be looking at. Um, you hear of that and in the Skagit and so forth. They will open those up to help bring the salmon up, to help them run, you know, the salmon yep. run because of that. Which we should be doing to help the salmon here. Yes. Yep. It will be interesting to see what happens, and hopefully we can get the powers that be to start thinking about that, about the big picture, rather than squabbling over the minutia of each landowner, property owner, farmer, whatever, and their water right and what a piece of paper from who knows when says and what a judge says and what their lawyers say and all this ridiculous stuff that we're all hung up on now because of what the state has thrust us into uh, rather than working on the actual issue uh, because... What we're experiencing right now, there ain't no judge, there's no court, there's no ruling of any kind that's going to solve what we're experiencing right now. That would change the situation that we're in, right? No, exactly. It's it's maddeningly frustrating to to be able to, I guess that's because farmers are probably too practical and common sense, but to be able to see practical common sense solutions and just not, you know, so far at least anyway, not getting there, not, not doing anything about it. Well, we've got more coming up here on The Farming Show. Uh, details on this developing story, breaking news uh, just late this week that's going to affect a lot of folks with land along streams. That You've seen the, the blue plastic sleeves around the little trees, the tree plantings, good stuff for the environment, good stuff for fish. Uh, farms working together uh, with fish restoration groups on the, uh, the feds the federal government has just pulled the rug out from underneath 
many, many of those folks and said, we are not going to support this anymore when we get back. And if, if you know anything about the CREP project, if you have a, a CREP a planting on your property, if you know someone, you're going to want to tune in and stay with us for the next half hour as we get into the reasons why and what might be done about it. Stay with us here on The Farming Show on KGMI. <laughs> 